This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. August 3rd, 2020. Christopher Columbus. Intercollegiate sports. Mickey Mouse and CIA mind control. This is awesome today. Awesome today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it, and have an awesome today. Would you? Hello. Good day. Look at you with your linen dress shirt on. Uh, would you call this salmon? I think that's salmon. Pink? Very much so. Would you say salmon? <laughs> I would personally would not say salmon, but no. I don't know how to say Worcestershire. This well, so that's don't look to me for enunciation guidance because I will uh, let you down every time. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, you know what? I was looking around in the old closet this morning. I've like probably most people since quarantine started have not spent a lot of time at the closet. Right. Most of my time is spent at the drawer. That's where the <laughs> t-shirts are kept. Yes. Went by the closet and I saw this and I thought, man, what kind of summer living human am I? I've got this great linen shirt. I have not worn it once this year. No. I even forgot I had it. Yeah. And so I decided to wear it whether it was appropriate or not. It's highly appropriate. So good for you. It looks great. Thank you. I could never pull off wearing salmon, I don't think. I don't know. I'm it not sure I'd pull it off. Yeah, you I do. enjoy it. You do, for sure. I got a salmonish uh, top for your son, the blonde one. The blonde? Yeah, it looks good on him. Yeah. So he's, uh, If he's not careful, he may be a little heartbreaker. He's <laughs> blonde hair and blue eyes. and This little grin. Yeah. <laughs> Dangerous young man. Well, hey, it is August 3rd. It is. 2020. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the show. Yeah, that's right. A lot of things have occurred on August 3rd. It's a busy presentation, busy podcast, busy conversation. It is. Whatever it is, it's busy. 
It is busy. Can I ask you a personal question? Please do. Before we start. Please do. Do I smell like baby wipes and gardenia? <laughs> <laughs> not that I can, not that I can catch, uh, no. That's not a weird new layering of uh, since trend. Not a purposeful one anyway, right? Here, I, I am so regretful and annoyed with myself because I went to freshen up my scent of the day before we came down to record and I mm -hmm. grabbed the wrong one. And it's the one that I just actually need to put in the trash. It's that Quell Horaire one that has a strong gardenia note in it. And it's so nauseating to me that I tried to scrub it off really quickly just now before we sat down with baby wipes and nice. it would not come off. And now I smell like baby wipes too. <laughs> Threw some gasoline on your wrists and set them on fire. <laughs> I would rather have gasoline on my wrist right now than this particular gardenia. Gardenia is lovely. I'm sure many people can wear it beautifully and gracefully. I am not one of those people. Right. I am like almost nauseated. Fair I enough. So much. Okay. Fair enough. All right. 1492. I think many of us who are grew up as American school children, that date, that year just sent some bells off in our minds. 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Wait, you were supposed to do this one. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I got so distracted but by go ahead. how go nauseating ahead. I smell. I you're, just started taking over the whole you thing. You were rocking it, so I'm just letting you run. <laughs> well, we may remember that his first voyage was with the Pinta, the Nina, and the Santa Maria, right? Mm -hmm. It left Spain in search of the Indies. Again, many of us learned this rhyme about Columbus sailing the ocean blue when we were children. And then you remembered a key fact yes. from the movie Set Brothers. You have this capacity to remember the most wonderful details from movies. <laughs> yes, the uh, so when when the Step Brothers formed their entertainment company, Prestige Worldwide, they did a music video as the promo to present, which. Now is the only thing I can think of when I hear those words. It's entirely different than the original rhyme and highly inappropriate. <laughs> I don't remember it. You'll have to tell me later off mic. It's the song Boats and Hose. Oh, yes. So you know that. Yes, right? yes, 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 yes. Okay. All right. It is very inappropriate. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, 1852, America's first intercollegiate sporting event takes place. Now, before you go get your pom-poms, don't get too excited. Yeah. It was just rowing. Just rowing. Listen, rowing is not to be messed with. That takes a lot of strength. It takes something. It takes a lot of strength. I, it is a it is a skill set. It is an athletic endeavor. I don't deny any of that. To me, and I would assume to the majority of people. Otherwise, it would be, you know, oh, rowing's going to be on this Sunday. You don't ever hear that. So it's just, you know, paint drying excitement. Well, you know when I do enjoy watching rowing? When it's over? No. Oh. Olympics. Olympics? Okay. I love to watch rowing events really? in the Olympics. I do. Hmm. I, I like the, I mean, I don't mind the sprints. Yeah. The the short ones, this particular right. thing was two miles. Okay, that's that's a little rough. Yes. Yeah. But the sprints I find to be wildly fascinating. I like what's it, is what's the guy called that sits there and yells at everybody? I know who you're talking about. I don't know. Is it is it the Coxwain or something like that? I, mean, it I is can't the remember. Coxwain. And I only appreciate that one because it's like a guy oftentimes who physically could not row is up there yelling at everybody and he has an appropriate name if in fact that is what it is well apologies to all of the coxswain listeners <laughs> uh the race was 
Harvard versus Yale. Mm-hmm. Sounds very snooty. I would not have yeah. been invited. Another another glaring evidence. Those schools aren't known for their sporting prowess. Are they not? They're not. Not a single sport? Um, not a real one. <laughs> I'm going to just take us. I'm going to steer us away from that. They, they can have all their, their brains and, you know, fancy highfalutin jobs and be in Congress and cheat the nation and all of that. But they can't have athletics, too. They, okay. don't, they don't have that. That's fair. I agree. Well, the race occurred on Lake Winnipesaukee. 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 Also, the setting for the movie, What About Bob, which we just referenced at lunch yes. yesterday or dinner last night sometime. Frequently. Definitely gets frequent mentions around here because, of course, it stars Bill Murray in one of his best comedic performances. Oh just gosh. Bill Murraying it up to the maximum. Are you going to tell the scene we, we frequently <laughs> reference? <laughs> Probably the most referenced one is when Bob, the character of Bill Murray, has joined his therapist's family inappropriately mm-hmm. throughout the movie, but for dinner. And he makes the most ludicrous, inappropriate, almost sexual voices while he's eating. Fried chicken. Fried chicken. Because it was delicious. <laughs> Mm, just every bite it escalates to yeah it's fantastic it really is of course this the the comedic uh, chemistry is fantastic because it, he stars opposite richard dreyfus right who does a great job of sort of being the straight man yes to phenomenal craziness. Straight man. Yeah. um catherine catherine irby charlie corsmo and julie haggerty also star in yes. that that's um, the rest of the family the rest of the family there is a there were a handful of others listed. I got tired of typing on the notes there. So. When did What About Bob come out, do you think? Was it pre <sighs> or post Groundhog Day? Do you remember? I think post. Okay. I think, but I could be wrong. I could. I cannot. I have no memory of, of when that came out. It's sort yeah. of just always ubiquit- ubiquitously been. We never stopped watching it. Exactly. quoting it either. For sure. The, yeah. I could I could really go on and on. But, yeah, we have, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, 1933, the Mickey Mouse Watch is introduced, carrying a price tag of $2.75 at the time. Did you have, as a child, a Mickey Mouse Watch? I did not. I did. Really? In fact, it was a choice, not even as a true child, but in my early teens, 13 or 14, I'd asked for that. I can't remember. I think I asked for that as either a birthday or Christmas gift, or I just bought it myself. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Nice, actually. It was a silver tone with a leather band and then a goofy Mickey Mouse style on there. Um, I, I'm i shocked by this um, because, first of all, I do know you love watches. I do. You haven't worn one in a hot minute. I, I am a rough customer with watches. Yeah. Um, a Mickey Mouse watch, usually when something's referred to as being Mickey Mouse, it usually means low quality, right? Yes. Yes, and it was. Was it a Mickey Mouse swatch watch? No, I don't think it was swatch. I don't think so. Okay. It was just a straight. Was the Mickey Mouse on the, I'm assuming on the dial, was it Mm -hmm. colored or was it just like all silver tone? No, it was, it was color. So the, the case was silver tone. Okay. White background, fully colored Mickey Mouse. His arms moved to tell the tone. I am both surprised and not surprised. I am surprised because... I just never have thought of you as having anything Mickey Mouse in your possession. Yeah. However, you do like striking bold colors. So the black, white, red colorway yeah, yeah. 
that Mickey Mouse represents. I feel I could see that working into your high school, junior high, whatever time frame aesthetic. I also appreciate a subtle thumbing of the nose at constructs. Oh. And so for all intents and purposes, this was a dress watch in style. Just that Mickey was there. Now, I say that in the same breath. I, I think part of the reason I like I, I like to pursue things like that in in my own sense of weird personal fashion is that so many people get it wrong. I feel like there's some art to pursuing it right. As an example, sitting in front of us, we were recording this on Sunday, remember, sitting in front of us in mass this morning, there's a guy wearing a uh, a suit. And then he's he's tried to express his personality with his socks, which are visible when we're kneeling during Mass. I can see his, his socks. And he missed the mark oh, yeah. significantly. Oh, dear. I kind of wanted to reach forward and just gently press his head into the, oh the pew back in front of That's him a few times. not Christ-like. To tell him, no, no, no. Don't do that. Not hard enough to leave a mark, just to let him know Good. that's a bad choice. It's good. Right. Is it not Christ-like? <laughs> I feel like it's a service of truth. Wouldn't you want somebody to tell you and let you know if a choice you were making wasn't as cool as you thought it was? There is a, a line, a thin one, yeah. okay? There's a line between someone pulling you aside and saying you have taken a misstep, get it, with your socks, yes, yes. or, you know, smacking your head into the wooden pew in front of I you. I didn't say smacking, more of a tap. Tap, tap. Tapping. Yes. <laughs> and I do want to clarify that it wasn't just the socks with the suit that inspired that degree of desired intervention. Uh-huh. It was that he also carried about him an air of cockiness. Okay. Which... I bristle at. Absolutely do. I don't mind confidence at all. Right. Cockiness, I can tolerate unless you're doing something really stupid like that suit and those socks together. (laughs) At which point, I just, I do, I feel this compelling obligation to help straighten them out. I never do it. I've never once bounced somebody's head off of a pew back ever. Yet. Not even your own. So if you're keeping tabs at home. Mac did once, though. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Mac did once. I don't know what happened. He was so tired. Yeah. There's there's portions of the Mass where we stand up to pray, and he fell asleep standing up, and, like, his legs buckled under him, and he bounced his head off the pew back in frame, but then recovered and didn't fall to the ground and stood back up like, what, nothing? And then trying not to cry, big red mark on his head. Wow, that was a phenomenal Sunday. That was really something, yes. Yeah. Maybe, you you know, maybe you, like, sort of passed out for a second there. I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, we're always a sight to behold, our family, in the pew during Mass. Don't worry about that. But if you are keeping tabs at home, Kyle does not like cockiness, and he doesn't like coxwings. That's true. That's true. Maybe (laughs) there's a theme here. I don't know. And I will say... um, I don't know. I can't remember now what I was going to say. It's probably a good thing. It's probably a blessing to all of you. Yeah. Moving right along, 1958, the Billboard Hot, Hot 100 is founded. I'm sure you remember, as I do, as a kid. Yes. Casey Kasem. Yes, every Saturday. Yes. Stop everything else. Right. 
Well, you had to stop everything else because Casey Kasem was going to be counting down the American Top 40. Mm -hmm. You had to go get your boombox, yes. get your cassette tape. Yes, and record it. Record it. Try to cut out the commercials. Damn, I missed the opening bars of yes. the song. You had to find the exact balance between Casey's talk because he liked to give a little oh, yeah. background story, a little... And here's a letter from... Yes. Whoever. Oh, I forgot yeah. about the letters. Yeah. Dedication letters and other communication that he'd share. You know, it was such a bonding experience, I guess, for kids across, and, and probably adults too, yeah. across the country to listen to the American Top 40. The first time he did that was the weekend of July 4th, 1970. It predates us by a number of years. Me so. by five, you by seven. Seven. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So anyway, Billboard Hot 100. Okay. 1971, we have former Beatle, Paul McCartney announcing the formation of his group Wings. I like some Paul McCartney. You enjoy Paul McCartney. You like the Wings years, I feel like. He's a he's a good showman. Mm -hmm. He's not he's not the strongest vocal. Mm -hmm. Um but his his lyrics are strong, his performance is strong. He knows when to throw funk on it and yeah. when to back off. I appreciate him. He he's not aged well. He looks hideous now, yeah. and my heart hurts for him for that. Though I would think he could have afforded some surgery if he wanted it. If he wanted it, he's lived some life. He has probably done more than one narcotic, mm -hmm. narcotics, whatever, in mm -hmm. his lifetime. Yep. All right. I guess I have another one here. You Sorry, <laughs> fell asleep at the keyboard once again. <laughs> fell asleep in this. Good you. thing I didn't hit my head on the table in front of me. <laughs> 1975, in fact, the year of our Kyle. <laughs> the Louisiana Superdome is dedicated, which is, I guess, awesome enough in and of itself. But I just so have happened to have coached two football games in the Superdome, mm -hmm. and that was pretty cool. Both of those were against Tulane the first time. They abused us. They, we lost oh, so my bad. Gosh, they had... It was the first time we had ever seen there is there's such a thing as a hurry up offense. Yeah. yeah where yeah. it's just really quick and everybody preps for that. What these guys did, the speed they operated at in college football was dubbed lightning speed. Yep. It was insane. They would run on wide receivers are always the last to get back to the huddle. So instead of doing that, they would literally, if you just ran your pass route, as soon as the whistle blows dead, you run off the sideline. A whole new group of receivers were running in, and our guys are still getting up off the ground, yep. and they're snapping the freaking ball again. It was unbelievable. It was like, it was like watching an NFL team take on uh, a Pee Wee. Yeah. It was so embarrassing. Yeah. And it was, do you remember, it was pouring rain. Well, this was inside, though. I know. I remember that. It's, okay. of course, because okay. it's in a dome. But I remember that. Because you hear it? Well, and the humiliating loss, and then we were five. Because oh, I happened yeah, to go because yeah. it was the wife's trip that year to go to New Orleans, which was amazing, except for this brutal loss. Well, and except for a few other factors we won't go into. Okay, but um, the I just remember it was just like the one of those moments where the weather just perfectly reflects and also amplifies the angst of the moment. I just and we were trying to get out of the dome and onto buses to get to the airport, and just it was just like buckets and sheets of rain. Yep. So now the second time we played them, yes, there. So we played them there at their place, and then the next year they came to our place and we whooped them pretty good. Yeah. And then the next year we played them at their place and we, oh my word, 
we beat them like you've always wanted to spank that person's kid in line at the supermarket. <laughs> it was brutal. Totally redeemed ourselves. Totally redeemed yourselves. Go frogs. Okay. Anything else on the Superdome? No. Other than it, it smelled funny. Yeah. I, th- I bet a lot of domes do. Big old building. Yeah. I mean, we played in there decades after mm-hmm. it had been formed. Yes. And cleaned. <laughs> All right. 1977, the year of moi. Mm-hmm. As of this day in 1977, the CIA has spent a total of $25 million since 1950 to study mind control and brainwashing. Indeed. They have used techniques like sensory deprivation, isolation, psychiatric driving. No idea what that is. I feel terrified and curious. Yep. Yep. (laughs) At various drug protocols. The experiments occurred at hospitals and psychiatric wards, universities, and prisons. That's to me equally terrifying as everything they did is that this was going on. Hey everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everywhere that you would go to get help, everywhere that you would go if you were in trouble, like prison, psychiatric, universities, I mean, for crying out loud, that just feels really skeevy. I mean, I think that probably a lot of things that CIA does are pretty skeevy. Uh, yeah, probably so. I hope don't they tell don't them come for that. us now. <laughs> Alexa, do not tell them we said that. Um, I do believe this is the subject of the John Ronson book, The Men Who Stare at Goats. Yes. And the following yes, the yes. subsequent movie. What was the Mel Gibson movie where oh, shoot. he got the book, The Catcher in the Rye, every time he saw it? Yes. What was and it? he it underwent... Yeah, he underwent some of this. I think Julia Roberts was in it, too. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. Okay, right now people that know are screaming it. As That's okay. Sorry. Come to the Hangout group and let us know. Tag me on Instagram. Find me. We'll, we yes. will feel uh, appropriately ashamed for not remembering or the name of it. Or send us some hate mail. Physical mail only, though, for hate mail. We're not hard to find. We want the actual paper. We're old school like that. Babe. Yes. Uh, 1984. Mexicans Ernesto Cantu and Raul Gonzalez take the gold and silver medals at the Los Angeles Olympics in the 20K walk. The 20K walk? The 20K walk. Oof, man. Yep. So here are some things to know about the 20K walk. Have you ever have you ever run a 5K? Yeah. Have you run a 10K? 
probably not yes, like in a not official right, race. Not in a race, but I have run, run 10K. I have run 10Ks before. Yes. I have run one 10K. It was the last race I ever ran. It was in Austin in June and it mm. started at nine and it was so hot. It was not humid at all. Oh my gosh, bless it. But that 10K, I mean, really at the end of it, I was like, I could die now. Mm-hmm. And I had been training for it, but 20K but of walking. They're not running. They're not. They're not. They're walking. It is 12.4274 miles that length, your supporting leg must remain straight and in contact with the ground until the raised leg passes it. Mm-hmm. Is the It makes for a really interesting hip, hip jiggle as you walk. Yes. So you did a little side view here and discovered this has been an Olympic event since 1956. Um, you note that in that time, there have been zero American medalists. And I'm kind of proud of that. What is, <laughs> and I'm... You know, rowing, okay, rowing. This is literally walking in a weird way. This is not a sport. I think it's a load of garbage that this would be included in the Olympics. If the ancient Romans or Grecians had seen this, they would they would have put their clothes back on and stopped wrestling, okay? <laughs> you are coming for every sport today. That is not a sport. That is not a sport. Well, if you would ever like to see a physical and babies can walk. <laughs> it is it's like an eco walk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if Preposterous. You'd, if you'd like to see it in its all its physicality, if you can find old episodes of Malcolm in the Middle, it used to be on some streaming that we I had. had. I don't know if it's still probably is. still is. They're probably bootlegged on YouTube somewhere as well. I'm confident they are. If you can find it, there isn't a Malcolm in the Middle episode where Hal played by the uh, of course immensely talented Brian Cranston. Yes. Hal uh, is training in this sport. I of, can't remember how he got into it. I can't either. But he goes, he goes full bore. Oh yes. He's like the rule technician, the special shoes, just all the oh, stuff. Yeah. He's hardcore. Yep. So there's that. I'm sure speaking of YouTube, I'm sure you could just search it up on YouTube and find yeah. all kinds of things about Olympic yes. 20k walking. Well, I would skip looking at that part and just go find Cranston doing it because that's far better than the Olympic event. Much more entertaining. Let's go spend an hour and a half watching people walk. (laughs) Yay. Hate it. Hate it. All right. Is that enough railing against it? Yeah. I feel like you shut me down. I'm not. You canceled me. uh, I'm not shutting you down. I can't wait to hear who will offend next. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Bring your socks and your bad sports over here. We're about to straighten some things out. I don't know why I'm a little agitated. You today. are, right? I think I nope. think honestly it started with that that cocky dude with the bad socks. I just it it set me on edge. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can tell. All right, what's didn't, up? Didn't like it. 1985. You'll be relieved to know that mail service is returned to an area in Paradise Lake, Florida, but only after the residents there have promised that they will wear their clothes or stay out of sight when the mail person comes to deliver. It was, in fact, a nudist colony. I, I love that the that things had to escalate. Yes. To the point where the USPS was like, folks. Yep. A judge had to, most likely, yep. or an, an arbiter. Yes. Had to be involved to say, okay, look. Y'all can be naked as be much naked as you want. You naked all you want. <laughs> but when the mailman comes by. Male person, we don't know. When the male person comes through, you got to get yourself covered or yep. just... Get out of sight. When I was a senior in high school, 
I founded a nudist colony. I was going to say, you took spring break at a nudist colony. I decided to play baseball for something to do. I hate baseball. I hate playing it. (laughs) You are just really... I'm not saying it's not a sport or I don't respect it. I'm saying personally, I don't like to play. I didn't want to really play baseball. I played it for something to do during that spring part of the year. And because they went on a spring break trip that was pretty epic. And if I played, I got to go for free. Okay. So... I was playing, and we just had a, a sophomore transfer in from California, mm-hmm. a Hispanic kid. And this is a big deal in a tiny town of 2,700 people with mm-hmm. just almost no diversity. So he was who he's a really interesting guy, right? Right. And, uh, it, man, th- you talk about stories. This guy had some stories. And we felt like most of them were probably stretching the old truth a little bit. Okay. And one day, it was California, and he was a different cat. (laughs) He was a different cat. Well, we're sitting in the dugout one day, practices wrapping up, and and, uh, we're just sitting in there hanging out. And he starts talking about just a few months before he'd moved to our town that he'd lived in a nudist colony. And we're like, okay, man, whatever. Yeah. Some of these other things, we'll let it slide, but come on, bro. Uh That's ridiculous. Yeah. I kid you not, he showed up the next day. Now, we didn't have iPhones uh-huh. for, you know, see, here's the pictures, all that. He right. showed up the next day with Polaroids. Oh, no. And oh, gosh. just like the truth typically is about things like colonies or nudist beaches or whatever, these aren't the people you'd really want to see nude. <laughs> it was pretty rough. But sure enough, he he had the proof. I I... I have a way about me, my personality. I can, I can put myself in almost anybody's shoes and I can experience and have an understanding Mm -hmm. for why people do the things they do. I cannot wrap my mind around the nudist colony. Um, it just isn't there. It's not in me. I'm sure. I mean, obviously it's a thing. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. They even get mail there. Now, now they do. Now they do. Yes. Man, all right. Um, jumping ahead a little bit, 1992, we have the premiere of the movie Unforgiven. This is directed by Clint Eastwood and starring Clint Eastwood, Gene Hackman, Morgan Freeman, won an Academy Award for Best Picture in the following year. Really is a strong movie about some aging aging men of uh, justice and upright, well, two of them were, um, the Gene Hackman character was not. He was of course he's not. skeevy. He's Always a good skeevy guy, right? Yes. But it's really, really strong. Really good movie. Um, Clint Eastwood, uh, has, first of all, has been aging for a long time. That was 1992. My word, right? Twenty twenty. But he is a very gifted director. I mean, yes. I'm sure most people know that, but it's just... In the acting of, career before. Yeah, totally. I mean, well, and current. Yeah. He's, he's a stud. There you go. Doesn't mean I necessarily am on board with he or any other actors or actresses political opinions on things i try to just ignore that so i don't have to dislike somebody whose talent is strong in their field yes and but. so you don't have to thump anybody's head against their tap just a little tap 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 hey bud tap tap let me help you out all right well in 2017 now we're coming into the real modern era here yeah. 2017 camilla cabello releases her single Mm-hmm. It is the biggest song worldwide in 2018 with 19 million copies sold. I am like so curious about this because who even buys singles anymore? 
I don't know. Do you buy? Well, I guess you'd buy them on digital yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. But I'm just like, whenever I hear anything about album sales or single sales, I'm always like, are people still buying music? Evidently. I mean, yeah, we pay for Spotify because right. we listen to so much music. But it, even still, the amount that we pay for like our family plan could not possibly be equivalent, I don't think, over time of... To 19 million albums? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, as you might know, it's super earwormy. The yeah. twins love this song. They yep. like to sing and dance to it to this day. It is. So that was 2017. All right. Well, moving into the not segment of Watch, Read, Listen, Lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Unless you had any other commentary no. to no. deliver. No. Nothing? Nothing? Okay. What to watch? Well, one, don't watch a nudist colony. Watch it at your own... Um, Peril? Peril, risk. that's the word. At your okay. own peril, yes. You should watch the movie Unforgiven. It's delightful. It's a solid movie. Um, we just started watching season three on Netflix of, huh? I think it might be season four. Is it four? Yeah. I don't know. Pretty sure. Some season, the most recently released season on Netflix of Halt and Catch Fire. Yes. Haven't made it very far in. We really liked the first two seasons quite a bit. Yeah. Um, feel like... Yeah, this probably is the fourth, because it felt like there was one there that was like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's one of those shows, I mean, like you said, we haven't gotten very far into this season, so I should give some room for grace, but it's one of those shows that feels like it probably could have ended sooner. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes shows just keep going, especially now that most seasons, especially on um, sort of premiere cable, are only 10 episodes per season. Mm -hmm. Since it's such a shortened production um, for each season, it, it does seem like TV executives or whatever, like, well, let's go ahead, let's do another season when really, truly the storytelling has kind of already yeah. folded yeah. in. So anyway. I will say, I don't always learn the names of shows. Uh -huh. In fact, quite often I don't. Yeah. As you know. Accurate. Same with characters and all of that. Mm -hmm. And... One night, as we were trying to decide what to watch, Meg asked me, do, do you want to watch Halt and Catch Fire? And I had no idea what she was talking about. And I thought she was talking about someone whose name was Halton, who was catching on fire. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, that's very uncharacteristic of Megan to like shows where somebody's being harmed. Yep, that's right. That's right. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. For reading, what yeah. to read. You could go with a combo, read and lifestyle. You can catch up on the CIA mind control techniques, try them out on your kids or your coworkers. There you go. There's that that's lifestyle possibility. Yeah. Do you have anything real to read? Um, I just started a new book. I'm going to withhold my uh, recommendation, though, until I okay. get further into it. So. Okay. Fair enough. Listening. Do it. Grab a Billboard playlist because they still got that Hot 100 yep. for Spotify sure. Spotify has got a few. Oh, yeah, for though sure. Though you can't trust Alexa to find them. You try to call it out by that, and she's like, here's some random thing you didn't ask for. And then you're like, no, stop. And she goes, Bloop, and then she doesn't do anything. She gets her feelings hurt. She is horrible. She's horrible. Um, so you could also go find on Spotify or somewhere else, Paul McCartney's group Wings or just Paul McCartney's solo singing himself. You've got a couple of recommendations, your two faves. Um, I like the song Maybe I'm Amazed. You do like that one. And Let It Be, but there's a specific live version of Let It Be 
that he sounds like he's freaking tanked as he's singing it, but he gets really into it and the crowd's going nuts and it's pretty strong. And it is on Spotify, I believe. Uh, yes, yes. Um, okay, go listen. While you're over there, go listen to Havana by Camila Cabello. Yes, yes. I have a podcast episode to recommend while we're here. So, context. Earlier in this series, we talked about the Netflix original series, Indian Matchmaking. Yes. And you did not watch that, but I did. True. And one of the breakout characters who was probably the biggest personality, had the most maybe hot takes written about her. The gal from Houston. Yes, the lawyer from Houston. Exactly. Okay. Her name's Aparna Sheila Kramani. Nice. I'm bad at it. That was not good, but that's her last name. That's impressive. I couldn't have gotten past shit. Well, one of our patrons from Sort of Awesome, we call them superstars, mm -hmm. recommended in our superstar hangout group on Facebook to go listen to Aparna being interviewed on a podcast called Be There in Five. So Be There in Five is a very popular podcast hosted by a woman named Katie Kennedy. She does all kinds of things. She's really known for her deep dives into pop culture topics, but sometimes she does interviews. And so this is a bonus interview. I actually had just headed over to Be There in Five because... Katie's two most recent episodes before this interview with Aparna were two episodes on the hashtag Free Britney movement. Are you familiar with this? I'm not. So there is a hashtag and a community of people who are concerned about Britney Spears, um, the amount of time that she has languished uh, under this um, custodianship that's over her legally, placed over her by her father after she began to have some very apparent and public uh, mental health mm -hmm. issues happening back in the early aughts. Anyway, Katie Kennedy does this deep dive on Be There in Five, several hours worth of material. So I had just, don't ask about the rabbit hole that led me to that. But it was so interesting that our superstar just mentioned it because I was like, oh my gosh, I've never listened to Be There in Five, but I've just have been listening. So this interview with Aparna is fascinating. Um, she talks, she addresses many of the concerns that people have brought up about Indian matchmaking. She acknowledges some of the stereotypes, some of the sexism and colorism and uh, different things that come out in the show. She talks about the fact that she was led to believe that she was going on a docu-series, more documentary style. Uh -huh. And that obviously as production continued and in the editing, it's more like a reality dating show, obviously. Right. Um, she clarifies some of the things that she said on the show that were a little controversial, like that she um, doesn't like going to the beach, um, that she doesn't want to be with a man who's like the funny guy or, you know, is a comedian, doesn't really like comedy. I mean, she just like you, you really get a chance to hear her give more context and more background, which like I, if you live in Houston, the beach sucks down there. Exactly. That's hugely true yeah. for sure. Um, mm -hmm. And I can say that because I was born there. So, <laughs> um, but it's just fascinating. She just, she talks a lot. She gives a lot of background. She talks a lot about Indian culture. And I really feel like Katie Kennedy does a great job of talking about the show because she brings up some of the hesitancies that I had in sort of giving any critique to the show because it's like, who am I, a white person who grew up in Western culture, to make commentary and critique mm -hmm. a part of somebody else's culture that's totally different from mine? Um, and so she, I think she handles the whole thing with sensitivity. And a part of, of course, has grown up for the most part um, in the United States. And so she has a sort of multicultural view on it. Anyway, it's about an hour and a half. But if you did watch Indian Matchmaking, I highly recommend you go check out that interview because it helps you understand some of the context of the show so much better. 
Nice, nice. Well, to wrap it up with lifestyle, you could get yourself or someone you love a Mickey Mouse watch. You could, or a Mickey Mouse watch watch. <laughs> yeah, same, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why, because I can't imagine you ever actually wearing a Swatch watch. I had one. Did you? I had one. I was, it, this was uh, before my first decade of life was complete. Yes, Bought that's right. Bought it with right. my own money. Uh-huh. It was see-through. Yep. All of it see-through. I yes. thought it was pretty, pretty cool. Lost it almost immediately. That was not cool. <laughs> Okay. One other thing I want to throw out there. You, you had brought this up to me. One of the awesomes posted. I don't see all the stuff, and I certainly don't see stuff that's not in the Superstars group. Mm -hmm. That's the only place I'm ever, and I haven't been there in a while because I haven't been putting anything out there. Anyway, um, she was uh, talking about prepping her, her schoolroom or something and had this, this pillow that said, Be Awesome Today, and had commented reading that and hearing my voice Aww. as she read it and that meant a lot it meant a lot from Aww. the perspective that i know especially for people who don't know me well yeah that i can seem abrasive and strong at times um and but truly my heart i man i really do want people to have an awesome today i want people to find an awesome thing in their day to cling to to fight through all the gut punches and butt kicks that go on in life. And if, yeah, if that inspires me, that, that meant a lot to me. I appreciate that. I suck with names. So you are awesome. Someone. Thank you. Speaking of awesome, we've had um, a number of new reviews come in. Yeah. Awesome today, yeah. which has been very heartwarming and heart filling and soul filling for both of Indeed. us. Indeed. And we're zeroing in on that what? 100 yes, mark. That's right. Which is when all of the, the big giveaways occur of yeah. merch. And we know that it's kind of a pain. Apple doesn't make it super, super seamless and easy to do that. Right. Especially if you listen to Awesome Today or your podcast in a different app, which I do. Right. Um, then to, to actually take the time and the intentionality to go over there right. and figure out how to do it. It's tedious. It's tedious. It's confusing. Yeah. It but means that's so why much. it means so much. Yes. Because really you've very does. purposefully gone out of yeah. your way to do something kind for someone else. Yes. Us in this instance. And it means a lot. And that's big time. Yes. So thank you for that. Very awesome. Yes. I think that's everything. I think mm -hmm. that's everything. So have an awesome today. Would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. In U.S. rowing, a coxswain must weigh at least 120 pounds for men's cruise and 110 pounds for women's cruise. If they weigh less, sandbags must be brought aboard to make up the difference. When it comes to coxswains, size really does matter. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found, except maybe not on TikTok anymore. It depends if they get banned or not.